New Vision is a church that places high value on Scripture. The Bible is made up of 66 books, and in this next portion, we're going to be going through a few of those books as a church family. We hope this tool encourages you and equips you to lead your life well. Thank you for joining us today. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. It's another podcast, Cloud with you here. I'm going to be in Exodus chapter 34, reading in 29 through 35. But before we do that, just a quick recap of where we are. If you followed along with us, we've heard the Ten Commandments. We're all kind of familiar with that story. But we're in the second part of Exodus, which is this other laws and regulations and all these instructions and all that. And it can get kind of tedious. We've said that before, but we're pushing through it and that God has something for us. And in the previous weeks, we've seen, you know, these instructions on building the tabernacle, and that can be like, ugh, okay. But all this, all of these rules and regulations and all this stuff is about God has drawn his people out of Egypt to be with him, and it's all about being in his presence. And so the tabernacle is part of that, and then going forward after this into the promised land, are they going to be in God's presence or not? And that's the big deal. Can we be in God's presence or not? And we've seen that before. And so... Unfortunately, if you've been following along with us, you know, uh, we've seen while Moses is up meeting with God, getting the Ten Commandments, they're melting down all their jewelry, all the plunder that God had given them out of Egypt. They melt it down to make the golden calf, and so they're in big trouble. Uh, So Moses comes down, he's angry with them, and he throws down those first two tablets of the Ten Commandments. And he's like, you know, God's like, you know what? I I don't know if y'all could be in my presence. I'm going to wipe you all out. I mean, this is, they're in big trouble, and this is like just, straight up spiritual adultery. They're leaving the God who saved them and so quickly. And we've seen that over and over that his people are unfaithful, but God continues to be faithful. But what's going to happen this time? And so, you know, Moses, he goes back up and he's, you know, I'll I'll intercede for you. I'll plead and ask God uh, to forgive and all that. And so we hear that, you know, God graciously, he hears Moses and then he has him rewrite the Ten Commandments. We heard that yesterday. So this, God, you know, has been meeting with Moses despite all this craziness that's going on. And so we're going to see what what's the outcome of Moses interceding uh, for the people and being in God's presence. And so this is Exodus chapter 34. I'm reading in 29, and this is the ESV Bible. When Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the two tablets of the testimony in his hand as he came down from the mountain, Moses did not know that the skin of his face shone because he had been talking with God. Aaron and all the people of Israel saw Moses, and behold, the skin of his face shone, and they were afraid to come near him. But Moses called to them, and Aaron and all the leaders of the congregation returned to him, and Moses talked with them. Afterward, all the people of Israel came near, and he commanded all that the Lord had spoken with him at Mount Sinai. And when Moses had finished speaking with them, he put a veil over his face. Whenever Moses went in before the Lord to speak with him, he would remove the veil until he came out. And when he came out and told the people of Israel what he had commanded, the people of Israel would see the face of Moses, that the skin of Moses' face was shining, and Moses would pull the veil over his face again until he went in to speak with him. And so coming right out of that, we see some pretty simple truths. And, you know, this is kind of a straightforward logic thing, but Moses' face is shining. Well, why is Moses' face shining? Because he'd been with God. What does that tell us about God? 
that he's glorious, you know, and we've seen that over and over again, and especially in Exodus, that God revealed his glory in the burning bush, and he revealed his glory in the signs and wonders and all the stuff he performed in Egypt, and then he revealed it in Exodus 19 with the fire and the smoke on the mountain and all that, you know, that's obviously God's glory. And so we've heard about God's glory, and we see it all the time, We, you know, God's glory, God's glory. What is the chief end of man? To glorify God and enjoy that glory forever. You know, it's all about, that's our purpose in life is God's glory. And that's what God's purpose is through all of saving his people is for his own glory. And so we think about that and it's like, all right, cool. Like, I've heard that. Why do I keep, well, okay. Well, we've heard about God's glory and we've seen it. But what we may think less about is reflecting God's glory. And and that's what Moses did. He didn't realize, you know, the, Hey, I'm, my face is shining. You know, they had to tell him, and then he reacted to that. And so this is the first, you know, second point, really. But, you know, it's all about God's glory. Secondly, we're called to reflect God's glory. We're called to reflect God's glory. And we all have heard that before, too. And the application, I think, when we're reading this, it's not a literal application. It's not like we're glowing like we've grown up too close to a radiation spill or something. You know, this is something special <laughs> that's going on with Moses that, you know, God has condescended on the Mount Sinai and he's allowed Moses to see just a glimpse of his actual glory. He had to hide him in the rock there. And so, but he's glowing, physically glowing. And that, you know, God's validating his mediator of Moses, this man who's got God has chosen, who's pointing to a greater mediator of Jesus later on. But this is, you know, a very specific physical manifestation of God's glory being reflected on Moses's face. And it's passing away. That's why this veil stuff is going on. And so for us, as we're called to reflect God's glory, it's not a literal glowing, all right? It was literal. It actually happened. We believe Scripture is the Word of God, and this is what He said is what happened, right? But we're not called to have, you know, glowing faces. I think we all kind of know that. But what's even better than Moses is the reflection of the glory of God's presence that we as Christians now in the New Testament can can have. I mean, it's pretty amazing because... You know, Paul in 2 Corinthians, he talked about, you know, this is the glory of the new covenant is superior to the glory of the old covenant that Moses knew. How so? Well, the Holy Spirit is indwelling believers. So God, it's not just God on Mount Sinai, it's God inside us as the indwelling Holy Spirit. Paul said in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, we all with unveiled faces are looking as a mirror at the glory of the Lord and are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory. This is from the Lord who is the Spirit. And so Paul is saying that, look, Moses had just a glimpse. We have the indwelling Spirit. And that's so amazing because when we are with God, we will shine. When we are with God, we will shine you know, I'm using air quotes, we're going to shine. People are going to notice. People will recognize that we've been changed and transformed by God. That's signified by Moses' glowing face, and it's shown in our lives through a transformed life. Uh, in, in the book of Acts, you know, we have these new believers, and, you know, God's Spirit is on, on all His people, and people are like, what is going on here? And so what's really amazing is when people see, you know, people like Peter and John, you know, these, these really they're an uneducated kind of fishermen, you know, homeboys, right? But they see their boldness. They see, whoa, in Acts 4.13, they say, when they observed they were uneducated and untrained men, they were amazed and knew that they had been with Jesus. They saw that they were shining. 
they were amazed and that they knew that they had been with Jesus. And so we're with God, we will shine, it will be evident. And I also wrote this down in my notes. So we've seen, you know, God is glorious. We know we're supposed to reflect that glory. And now we're getting to the more, you know, how. And so I wrote this down that we become like what we behold. We become like what we behold. And I think that is when the rubber meets the road. We're getting into this practical stuff because, you know, it's not exactly like Moses, but we're we're called to reflect that glory. Well, how do we do that? Well, <laughs> As we see Christ in his glory in the New Testament, when we see that all this stuff has pointed to Jesus, when we come into relationship with him, when we realize that he's died for our sins and rose and we, we have the spirit indwelling inside of us, we, and we see him in his word, we are transformed. And that's the privilege that we have. It's not just a glowing face. It's a transformed and renewed life. You behold, the new has come. And so how do we become like what we behold? Well, we're not transformed by talking about transformation. We're not transformed by talking merely about transformation. We're transformed when we behold Jesus. We become like what we worship. And I think this is super practical because, you know, we don't glorify God by looking at ourselves, but looking to Him. You know, so we're we're kind of coming down from our mountaintop, and it's like, hey, uh, you know, this is real performance-based. Hey, am I glowing now? Am I glowing now? What? Hey, what, I, what, am I, what do I look like now? You know, it's not, you know, this performance-based approach to the Christian life. We're not talking about transformation and focusing on transformation. I mean, you know, that as the chief end, what we're doing is looking at Jesus. Instead of, you know, wasting time worrying what we look like to others, you know, Moses wasn't first aware that his face was glowing. The people saw it. And so we're so hyper-focused on what we look like to others, you know, then we kind of lose sight of, we just need to be focused on Jesus. That doesn't mean we're completely oblivious, of course. I'm not advocating that, nor would the Bible. But it is saying that we're worshiping Jesus, not the idea of transformation. And it's all about Jesus. And so... From this text, I think what is a one-to-one comparison on something really practical is, well, okay, how do we reflect God's glory? Well, let's look what Moses did. In order to shine like this, I'm using quotes, in order to shine, quote-unquote, we need to spend alone time with God. Moses went up repeatedly. We don't know how many trips he made up on Mount Sinai, but it's a lot. He spent time alone with God. That's a one-to-one practical application. We need to spend time alone with God, and we need to hear his word. Moses was getting it written on stone and tablets. We have the written word of God that's been passed down through the ages, you know, and it's, that's God's word to us. We need to spend alone time, alone time with God and spend time alone with him in his word. And then the last part I wrote, Moses needed repeated exposure. You know, he has a dim glory where He's actually covering his face because Second uh, Corinthians also talks about this. He covered his face, not because the people were scared, though they were scared. He covered it because that glory was diminishing, and he didn't want them to see it fading away. And so every time he goes into the tent, he's uncovering his face. His face starts glowing, and he talks to the people. They hear what he has to say, and then he veils it again. And so that's a picture of Moses needed repeated exposure to God's glory. So do we. We need to be alone with God. We need to be alone in the Word with God. And we need repeat exposure. Whether it's these podcasts that drive us to the Word or we do quiet time, you know, in the morning, in the evening, whenever it is, you need repeat exposure. Sunday morning isn't going to cut it. Uh, and so when it comes to 
are we most concerned about God's glory? And then are we going to reflect that glory? And are we going to become what we behold? I hope Exodus 34 has been an encouragement to you to not see it as some abstract story in Moses's life, but something that applies to us. And let me pray for you really quick. Father, I thank you for everybody that's listening to this podcast, myself included, that we would continue to to drive and to see you in your word, that you would meet us where we are and that you would call us and transform us to look more and more like Jesus. And we thank you for what you've done for us. I thank you for this podcast that we get to be in relationship like this through headphones or whatever it is. I thank you that you provided this avenue. And Father, I pray that that would continue to be an avenue that drives us to alone time with you and hearing you in your word. We thank you for what you've done and what you will do. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Y'all have a good day and we'll see you tomorrow. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you tomorrow as we hop back into God's word.